1: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au.
0: Well, I wonder how well you are sleeping through the night. Because if you're not sleeping well, it may be affecting everything you're doing in your life. It may even be putting your life at risk because when you get behind the wheel and having not had a good night's sleep or having been diagnosed with some form of sleep disorder, you may be prone to having what is called a microsleep or a number of those behind the wheel, which certainly can put your life at risk. Well Dr. Carmel Harrington is sleep medicine research scientist and the author of a book called The Complete Guide to a Good Night's Sleep. And Carmel is joining us now. Hello Carmel. Welcome to twenty twenty.
1: Hello Neil and thank you for having me on your program.
0: Carmel, this is a topic that is so close to the hearts of every single person who is listening in because we all want to have a good night's sleep. We want that just waking up and feeling a whole lot of energy feeling that you can get from having a good night's sleep. But unfortunately, that's not the case with so many people. A lot of people are suffering under all sorts of sleep disorders.
1: Well, that's so true. um research t- shows us that about a third of people actually have trouble um sleeping well, and in fact, a new um study that came out um showed that about four out of five women actually um report feeling tired, sleepy, or exhausted, which I think is really, really sad because um just in the short term if you don't if you feel tired and exhausted, you don't have a lot of vitality for living your life and um that's a real shame so i'd really i mean more women than men reported it there was about um two thirds of men but in fact four out of five women so um but by and large it's a huge problem so We really need to start looking at how we sleep, whether we're giving ourselves enough time in bed or whether we have a sleep disorder, because without good sleep, our our physical health and our mental well-being will suffer.
0: Sometimes we think of sleep disorders as being something that is more men who are prone to uh, these disorders, but what you're saying is this new research that's out shows that a lot more women are showing these sleep disorders than perhaps you might have expected.
1: Well, it, it's very clear um, that women are tired. More women than men complain are, are tired. And so what we do know from research, we've known for a while, that women need more sleep than men. They need about 20 to 30 minutes every day more, and most will struggle to get it. The other thing that um, this survey showed is that um, women admitted to snoring, but they actually don't like being told they snore, and they will argue. Some, you know, a percentage of them will argue with their partner and say they don't snore. So that means that one of the more most common fa- uh, sorts of sleep disorders, which is sleep apnea, is very underdiagnosed in women because sometimes, you know, the, the GP will say to a woman, "Do you snore?" and she'll say, "Oh no, or oh, not very much." You know, whereas a husband will admit that they snore because it's seen as um, women perceive snoring as being unfeminine so it means that not only do women need more sleep but sometimes if they have a sleep disorder it won't be diagnosed as quickly because they don't admit to some of the um, characteristics of a sleep disorder which is really unfortunate
0: Now, you might be sharing a bed with a husband or a wife and they might be giving you constant nudges and saying roll over or whatever. But if you don't have someone who shares your bed and no one there to tell you if your sleeping doesn't seem normal, how do you actually do some sort of a self-diagnosis?
1: Well, look, that's a really important question. So there are sleep apps these days that you can record your sleep. So on iPhone or um, the Android phones, you can actually download an app and you can record your sleep. So you know whether you're snoring or you're very restless. But the other telltale sign is if you're really tired the next day. Now, lots of people are tired because they don't give themselves enough time in bed. So they only give themselves five hours in bed and so they're going to be very tired the next day. But other people actually will be in bed for eight hours and they may think they're sleeping well, but they'll wake up and feel really, really tired, um, feel completely unrefreshed, maybe have a morning headache and find it difficult to get through the day. Now, that's not normal because our sleep is meant to refresh us and restore us and make us feel you know, really ready to take on the day. So if you're walking around feeling tired and unmotivated, um, not well, it's really important that you talk to your doctor about your sleep. Um, and because they will then know what to do next, hopefully. So they will, might, might um, take you, organize a sleep study for you or get you to run a diary on your sleep. And so you can actually get a concept of how you're sleeping because sleep is just as important as exercise and nutrition. And at the moment, most people recognize that nutrition and exercise are their two pillars of health. But from where I stand, there's three pillars of health and sleep is very, very fundamental. Sleep is our third pillar of health. And without good sleep, we will we will struggle to have good health or a good state of mental well-being. And I think for women especially, this is my great interest, um, women often don't prioritise their sleep. They come home from work. And I'm not saying women are more busy around the home than men because that's you know every household is very different. But often women have one more thing they want to do, like get the, the children's homework read or get the kids' pr- uh, clothing ready for school the next day or whatever. And then they flop into bed at 11 o'clock at night without having prepared themselves for sleep or prioritizing sleep. So I think women especially, um, because this survey shows us that a lot lot of women are um, feeling exhausted, that they should start prioritizing their sleep. And there's a website called sleepforwomen.com.au which is really good for highlighting some of the things that women should look for in their sleep and really lets them understand why they should be sleeping well and why they should make sleep a priority.
0: Let's talk about that fear of admitting that you have some sort of a sleeping issue and uh, you mentioned that women are more prone than men not to tell their doctor that they've got a sleeping disorder. Is that because of that fear that can come on you that the doctor's going to say you need to get one of those big bulky machines uh, that, uh, that you know, relieves sleep apnea?
1: Well, I think it's a couple of reasons. One, um, I think traditionally women, um, even doctors think of, of sleep apnea as a male. Um, disorder, so that the paradigm is male so that first all, they don't think to ask secondly the woman doesn't like offering the fact that she snores because she doesn't like admitting to it and thirdly of course is, is this fear of the therapy which in some people's mind it, it goes back 15 years. Well uh, the equipment for sleep, the, the treatments for sleep um, apnea have changed over the years. It's quite sleek the devices and the, the masks that people need to use are very unobtrusive but having said that there's more than one therapy for sleep apnea. So we can start off with a lifestyle modification. One of the things you can do is lose weight. That's a really important thing. So if you can lose 10% of your body weight, you will decrease the severity of your sleep apnea by 50%. So that's a really big effect. Another thing you can do is um, um, take up the didgeridoo. Um, <laughs> so okay. That improves the muscles of the upper airway or singing. Singing actually will do that as well. So strengthening the muscles of the upper airway Cutting out on alcohol at night um, certainly helps and, and not smoking. So that's some really good um, lifestyle um, changes you can make. But also if, a, if it's suspected that you have sleep apnea, one of the checks they will do is look at the upper airway and you might have a deviated septum of the nose, you might have polyps, you might have allergic rhinitis, all of which, if they're corrected, will actually improve your sleep apnea. And then, of course, there's um, mouth devices so they're like wearing a, um, a mouth guard at night and then if none of those things work then you may well end up on, on therapy but there's a whole transition and I think the important thing is for everyone to realize that the best thing you can be is informed in, informed about how you sleep informed if you have a problem and informed about what potential therapies are out there for you to, to have to, which will actually make you a healthier person and actually enable you to live longer
0: so it's a matter of making those simple lifestyle changes and uh, we're not going to forget quickly, uh, learn the didgeridoo and sing loudly. Uh, those, they're, they're fabulous. But then, uh, a great
1: if, way of living a vital life. Really, it isn't is. It? Yes.
0: <laughs> but then going to your doctor, being honest with your doctor about your sleep and uh, then expecting that the doctor will have some form of treatment that might be just right for you.
1: Absolutely. And and I think the yeah, bottom line is realize that you life you're not meant to find be tired all the time you're not meant to find life so hard all of us will go through difficult times in our life without a doubt that's going to happen but if month after month after month you're finding every day difficult to get through and you're really tired please do something about it because sleep can be improved
0: Well, I'll point people to your book too, Carmel. Uh, As a sleep medicine research scientist, you're the author of the book called The Complete Guide to a Good Night's Sleep. Uh, which you can find at Amazon and in good bookstores and uh, get a hold of that book or uh, certainly uh, there are all sorts of ways that people can find information about their sleeping issues and whether they have a disorder and uh, your encouragement, Carmel, just to do something about it because it will improve your life dramatically. Remind us, Carmel, of that website that you mentioned women should go to.
1: Yes, sleepforwomen.com.au. Of course, men can go there too. Neil, if they wish, but it's actually focused towards women. So it's, it's just a, a resource for women to recognise that women and men do sleep differently. That's the bottom line, and they need to understand how their life cycle affects their sleep.
0: It's worth following through. Dr. Carmel Harrington, great talking to you. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Neil, for having me.